Welcome to a special edition of the Cambridge Endurance Sports Podcast, celebrating the 10th birthday, the 10th edition of the Cambridge Half Marathon. So my intention here is to dedicate this podcast to all those who've made this great event possible over these 10 years, not just the runners, but the supporters, the organisers, the volunteers, everybody who's played a part in any way at all to make this event in Cambridge City Centre happen. And I wanted to celebrate it as it marks a bit of a milestone for me. I was the one who founded this event, always wanted to bring a half marathon back to Cambridge after the original one disappeared in the mid-90s. I got a little steering group together, we campaigned, met a lot of resistance from the highways department originally, Uh, but eventually we made progress and got somewhere with the council and it was that point that it was decided that a big marquee event was what Cambridge needed and deserved and that's when I got OSB or One Step Beyond as they were then in to do the job with me and I handed the reins over to them in organisational terms. Uh, Certainly not a decision I've regretted as the race has grown and grown and hopefully got better and certainly involved a lot more people too. So in this episode we'll look a little bit at some of the people who have been involved from the start and uh, at what happened on the day and hopefully you'll get a flavour of this event and it might make you want to do it again or for the first time. So enjoy as we talk to many of the people who have been making the Cambridge Half Marathon what it is today. Okay, well here I am with what I'm going to call the father of uh, OSB events. I'm here with Pete Hamilton, father of Ian, um, who's along with Adam is uh, perhaps the two main men in OSB and Ian actually started getting involved in this game when he was only 16 years old I found out so of course he needed a bit of help from mum Linda and and dad Pete so uh, tell us a bit about those days then how did it all come about when he was 16? He was at college at the time and uh, he had to do uh, a project and the project he thought of would be uh, triathlon uh, because he'd been involved in triathlon for, since he was 13 when he first did one and uh, so it took off that he organised a very small one in a, a place called Meadham Vale which right. was the other side of Mansfield in Nottinghamshire and uh, the swim was in a local swimming pool obviously there then they, they, as they came out of the swimming pool the bikes were racked if you call it racking there was actually in a tennis court there was all yeah. around the tennis court so probably four, between 40 and 50 bikes were there yeah. they did the cycle course which there, there was there was no uh, such thing as signs and stuff in those days because it was first race didn't know really what we was yeah. doing and then it was uh, once they'd bicycled it was uh, then they knew the course because we'd, we'd, we'd sort of provide everybody with maps and stuff for the run course as well. And Brilliant. that's how uh, One Step Beyond in those days started. Yeah, very different to now where you've got a fleet of vans and God knows <laughs> what. But, so you've been involved for about 30 years? 30 years now, Yeah, so yeah, that was... first event must have been about late, very late 80s, was yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So um, you've done 30 years worth of events. Yeah. How does the Cambridge Half Marathon compare as we move through the ages in terms of how you enjoy it, the scale, everything? Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's 
suppose the buzz really is, you know, it's it's meeting up with all the other crew, all your members and stuff like that. Because obviously we're retired, so you you know you 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 haven't got the work colleagues anymore and stuff like that. Mm. So it's uh, it's good to meet up, you know, so often, every so often with the crew, and uh, obviously a lot of the volunteers are the same volunteers we get week after week, year after year, sort of thing as well. So yeah, that's all good. Um, and of course, it's a family thing, isn't it? Because you've got granddaughters <laughs> as well involved, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both granddaughters. Uh, obviously, Ella working full time now for uh, Ian and uh, Adam, and then we've got uh, Leah's taking on board as well. She's just started uni and back in Lincoln, but she's still here this weekend and stuff like that. Yeah, and uh, from then they get their boyfriends are involved as well. So it's, it's <laughs> good recruitment strategies. Yeah, it? yeah, it is good recruitment because they can't turn around and say no. And then obviously, um, like Leah's boyfriend Ollie, his parents are getting involved as well. So <laughs> you, you, perfect, get, you, you get a big you get a big network of uh, helpers just just, just by uh, being family as well. And I think OSB really is a bit of a family, isn't it? I mean, it really does feel like that, I think, compared to other organisers that I've seen operate. It really does feel like that. And, of course, you treat your team extremely well. I mean, in here they've got accommodation, dinners, they get always get a piece of clothing, don't they? Has that yeah. been the case from the start, or has that been something that's evolved? Well, it's evolved. Um, when we first started, you know, it, it, it was... Um, if we got any event t-shirts left over the crew could get them and that was it yeah. sort of thing so yeah it's come a long long way since then because as you say there's uh, there's loads of different kit that people get yeah. uh, and then you know it's advertised that you need to turn up for these events we've had certain uh, sponsors where we've we've ended up with shoes and stuff yeah. like that out of it yeah but no i mean i think people just come because obviously it is as well as it, it is hard work but it's also yeah. it's an enjoyable weekend yeah. you know the, the, you know you don't get you don't get the hassle of being at work because you're a volunteer so yeah. uh, people just rely on everybody helping and stuff like that so yeah it is good yeah it really is a good sense of teamwork and camaraderie so on Sunday which is now tomorrow yeah. it's looking nice isn't it well, how, how will you weather. spend the, the time of the actual race where will you be on race day uh, to start off with um, I think I'm out at Milton doing the park and ride mm-hmm. side yeah, yeah. so basically uh, making sure that the uh, all the people have got their uh, correct tickets and that for return journeys and then I'll just stop on the lost bus and make my way back to here and then I'm back on this start finish area again so like today I it was a learning curve of how we're going to do the race tomorrow yeah we, we, we I think we did four or five possibly five uh, different starts uh, tomorrow I think they said they've got 24 different starts <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. yeah don't worry we haven't changed anything for, for, for people listening it's all uh, in the waves according to, to your numbers and your oh, predicted right. times okay, yeah, then, yeah 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 it's all good so we're going to get yeah, 24 waves is it still then I think it's that 24 or 25 yeah, yeah. yeah brilliant yeah. Good stuff. And uh, anything else you want to you want to say about Cambridge or about your team? And just to no, I think I think everybody looks forward to Cambridge. You've got such a beautiful city. The setting is glorious, and you say touch wood, it's going to be a beautiful day tomorrow. I mean, I can't believe how warm it's got today. Yeah. You know, first thing this morning when it was down to three cold, degrees, yeah. we've gone back up again. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, yeah. just just really enjoy Cambridge because it's it's, it's a beautiful city. Um, we don't get to see a lot of it, obviously. Uh, well, 
not if you're based here. No. I know a lot of you know the other crew. They enjoy being in the city centres and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. That, that's do. early starts because obviously they can't do a lot till about four o'clock in the morning. That's when they, uh, they put the barriers out. And then they, uh, when the barriers are out, they have to scrim all that up. So there's a lot of hard work even on race day for some. There people, is, there is. Yeah. It's four o'clock start for me certainly. Yeah. And uh, so last question in. So Ian was an elite athlete I remember when I first started triathlon yeah. he was at perhaps at the top of his game and uh, have you ever done any of your own events <laughs> <laughs> or will word, you ever <laughs> in a word no we've actually done a family one uh, years and years ago when Ian first started which was a family triathlon and uh, I think Ian swam because he was a decent swimmer that's, was, how yeah. it, that's how he yeah. came into the uh, triathlon game uh, I actually did the cycle event part of it and uh, Linda did the run so Magic. yeah Magic. I'd like to recreate something like that again yeah no doubt could, yeah we could have a family relay yeah, yeah yeah brilliant all right Pete thanks ever so much thank have you have a good day tomorrow thanks man thank you Okay, so here I am with the main man, the race director, Adam Moffat. We're on the Tuesday before Sunday's race, although it's actually a race weekend this time, isn't it, Adam? What's, what's different this year? Yeah, so there's quite a bit that's different, actually. So uh, we've teamed up with uh, MD UK, and we're uh, part of a Cambridge festival of running. So their 10K and their kids' race are going to be on the Saturday, and uh, our half marathon's going to be on the Sunday. Wonderful, yeah, and they're, they're doing a 10K, as you say, with part of the same route as ours and using a, a fair bit of the same equipment that the half marathon's using, very much a partnership in that sense. Yeah, so their, their route's uh, really good, just like ours, so it sees a lot of uh, Cambridge city centre, which is, is really cool. Uh, in terms of infrastructure, yeah, absolutely, they're, they're using kind of all of ours, so the, the kind of idea of teaming up was that uh, the charity could save on some of their costs, uh, using the half marathon infrastructure that we need already on Midsummer Common. And as you say, yeah, the Common only gets used for one weekend then instead of, instead of two, which probably pleases some of the locals, let's put it like that. <laughs> so how's it going so far? I can already see quite a few marquees have gone up. Uh, we're all on schedule, things looking good, weather looks all right. Yeah, I, re I really like the early days on site. So uh, we've only had a couple of contractors on over the last days. So all our trackways in, uh, as Ben then said, there's a, <laughs> there's a fair old whack of marquees already in. And uh, it just builds up from here, really. But the uh, yeah, it's coming together nicely. Uh, weather looks good, should be nice and dry. Wind should be fairly low, a few gusty bits here and there. But uh, yeah, I think it uh, looks perfect for uh, running, that's for sure. And of course, you've just come from a season of events of the Outlaw Triathlons, which is one full iron distance event and several half distance. How does the Cambridge Half Marathon compare in terms of setup and what you get out of the event compared to those? Yeah, so uh, normally we have a nice long lead into the Cambridge half, but uh, this year we, uh, we're three weeks since the last of the Outlaws that Ben was then talking about. Um, in terms of comparison, I think uh, Cambridge is much bigger. That, that, that's number one. Uh, the triathlons are possibly more complicated in that you've obviously got to swim, bike and run. Uh, however, none of those are in a city centre. So come, come race day, the, uh, the traffic management needed for Cambridge is, is definitely more complicated. Uh, from a personal point of view, this is, this is the only one that's on my doorstep. So I, I live in Cambridge, so uh, I must admit it's, it's, it's really nice to know lots of people and loads of my mates are, are running. So uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a cool one. 
And of course, just to finish, we're only five months away from the next one, we hope, don't we? So people are listening and getting the sense that they want to take part in this. They haven't got in this year. They haven't got long to wait. Yeah, absolutely. So look, we've always been uh, a spring event. So we've always been in March uh, and that's our intention for 2022. Uh, got a provisional date, uh, which is the 6th of March, which is really good news. And so uh, deliver a great event this year, go and meet all of our, our partners and hopefully very soon we'll be confirming that as the, uh, the confirmed date for 2022. Fantastic, Adam. Right, hopefully I'll grab a word with you perhaps on the Monday after the event and we can see what went brilliantly, <laughs> or maybe not so brilliantly, but hopefully all brilliantly this, this year. Thanks, Adam. So I'm here with a young man who's one of the three elites, the three first people on site on the Monday morning before the race, which is myself and race director Adam Moffat. And who else have we got here? So I'm Jim Bellinger, I'm the event safety uh, officer representing Taylor Made Event Management and yeah, as you said, yeah, one of the first people on site and I'll be probably one of the last people on site yeah. a week today as everything sort of gets dismantled and taken away. And it's your first year at the Cambridge Half, isn't it? Yeah, I know, so really looking forward to it, you know, um, we've been working with OSB, uh, Taylor Made Event Management have been looking, working with OSB now all, all season with the Outlaw, uh, yeah. Outlaw, Outlaw series and you know, we've got a huge amount of respect for what the guys do and how they deliver it and, it's a good um, team isn't it yeah great team really good team great to work with um, so yeah first I've been to Cambridge before but not to see the marathon so yeah really looking forward to it should be a good weekend of running with uh, charity event uh, on Saturday as well the gown yeah Okay, so we're a couple of days on now, Thursday, just three days to the race, and we've got the first volunteers in the goodie bag packing tent. <laughs> Fantastic bunch, including Dom Halbert, who's been on the podcast before, and we have two Dowsits, yeah, who are relatives of Lucy, who we've had on before, but this time it's Mum Alison who's racing. Uh, thank you so much for coming to help, Alison. Uh, what are you looking forward to most on Sunday? Oh, I don't know. I guess the crowds, I think. I'm terrified whether I can actually run that far, but I've been uh, training hard and just really looking forward to the support. Brilliant. And uh, you've just had a sneak preview of the medal. What do you oh, think to it? It's amazing. And, and anyone who's thinking about it, sign up for next year. We've only got to wait till March. Fantastic. And Sarah, Lucy's sister, you're coming to cheer mum on on Sunday? I am. I will be there cheering mum and Dom and his wife, Christina. Um, any other faces that I recognise as well. So, yeah, hoping everyone's going to get the times they want. PBs. Brilliant. Yeah, the Hazling Field and Halton, Harston, sorry, and Halton myself. Uh, Posse out in full, but also the Water Beach contingent is here. We're going north of Cambridge now with Sue, who's been helping at these goodie bag things right from the inception in 2012 when we used to do it in Fenditton Village Hall. Uh, were those the good old days or the bad old days, Sue? <laughs> the good old, well, they're good old days, but they're still good today as well. And what's remained constant is your oat cake. Thank you. Which is probably as famous as the race. And you've got some relatives racing as well. I have. I've got my daughter Janice Purr and my son-in-law Steve Purr racing. Brilliant. So we'll be cheering them on as well. And we've got Kerry here. He's from Cartnham. 
<laughs> Good old Fen lad. He used to be the caretaker at uh, Cottenham Village College, and he's been a faithful follower of uh, of the race and a helper as well. Kerry, do you enjoy watching the race on the Sunday? I do. I should be there with my camera, take some runners, and put the hand up to all the runners, running family. Yeah, how many years have you been coming to watch it? Can you remember? About four or five years. Yeah. Good yeah, stuff. And uh, you go to quite a lot of races. How do you think this one compares to I most of what you... I think this is the best one because it's a nice, friendly atmosphere and so many local runners and everyone enjoys it. Brilliant. Here's your tenner. <laughs> 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 okay so we're here now it's what is it half past nine in the evening quarter past uh this is thursday you can hear my voice is going we've had a hard day at the goodie bags maybe about a quarter of them have been done and we've got some hardy volunteers we've got the queen of goodie bags herself janice purr and her husband steve in fact, we've got two purrs and a sharp in front of me at the moment. And they're currently sorting orange juices out. These are the hardy souls that make your half marathon possible. So they're all three running on um, Sunday. Let's talk to Tom, who's sporting a Dane... John, who's sporting a Danish dynamite shirt at the moment. Are you Danish? I'm not Danish. I just... You just like bacon? What is the story? I just like the uh, work of Christian Eriksen, a former Spurs player, so... (laughs) (laughs) How could we forget? (laughs) And I see that's a reference to him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And can you run as fast as him? No, I think he probably beat me, I think, at the moment. So, yeah, I think I'll do a good time on Sunday, so he's going for about 1.40-ish. Yeah, he called that a good time. Well, PB's 1.36, (laughs) so... Hey, I'm, I'm joking. I'm nowhere near anybody talking, talking of football, I think um, you've been known as Big Hands John, so I think you've been made more of a, a goalkeeper than a Yeah, striker. so, yeah, I have been in goal. I've done various jobs with my hands, so... <laughs> we won't go into that. And, uh, <laughs> um, have, you, have you enjoyed your time doing goodie bags? It's been very enjoyable, yeah. It's, it's very Are you mad? <laughs> no, no, it's, it's good to see it all come together with a good team, so yeah. And how about you, Steve? Relieved there's no bananas? I'm very relieved there's no bananas this time. There, there are bananas, by the way, but not in the bags. Um, what, what have you enjoyed most about today? Uh, <laughs> if anything. <laughs> uh, the teamwork. The it's teamwork. All the it's team, all, it's all about the team spirit. No. And, uh, and, of course, the presence of your lovely mother-in-law. Of course, the presence of my lovely mother-in-law. You forgot to say that. <laughs> and uh, her time on Sunday, what are we hoping for? Uh, 1.50 something. Nothing. 1.50, OK, special. still good. Eight-something-minute eight miling, although I hear you've converted to kilometres like everybody else. Yeah, I'm running on an Achilles, a ruptured Achilles, I'd like to add, you know, that's... Uh, excuses, excuses are in already. Excuses, excuses, excuses. And you may be running alongside your wife, Janice, is that correct? Who's eight years younger. <laughs> but, but given birth to two children. <laughs> Evens it up, sure. So, Janice, you said you're hoping for 150, is that correct? That's the plan. I've, d- I've done 152 before, so it'd be nice if we could get around 150. Well, as you know, the, win- <clears throat> the winner last year warmed up by doing goodie bags. You've had 10 years of goodie bag experience, so there's no excuse for not winning, really. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit, maybe. <laughs> but this is, is this your first race since having your second child? Second. The first one I did nine months after having her. And what was that? Uh, 153. Okay, so we've got to beat that. 
You'd like to think so, but we've had we've had lockdown. I've put on a few more pounds since then. <laughs> I, think, I think that's going to be the case for a lot of people. Anyway, I want to say thank you to these people because they're they're wonderful. And can, they're, I, can I just add a big one more, thank yeah, you Janice, to the Cottenham Guides because without them we could not do the bags that we managed to get done because they are a massive help. Tonight we had forty nine guides come down and they came and done a couple of hours and they are like little machines. They are brilliant. We cannot thank them enough. That is, I'll add my thanks to that for all the years that they've helped. And we might actually have some other Cubs and Scouts coming from the Combaton branch tomorrow. So we'll see if they can rival the brilliance of the Cottenham superheroes. Anyway, thank you all very much and all good luck on Sunday. Thank you. <laughs> so I'm here now with Pete Buckingham. Or you are still Pete Buckingham. He's newly married. He hasn't changed his name. You're not that much of a modern man. No, I'm not that much. I've kept my own name, but it's about all I've kept, to be fair. Okay, well, Pete is uh, was just telling me he's got another marathon major lined up in Tokyo next year. He's a mileage god, really, both on the bike and uh, on the run, maybe to a lesser extent. Uh, he's here helping with bags along with his new spouse, Julie, who we'll hopefully hear from in a second. Well, uh, thanks for helping with the bags, first of all. And uh, what are you hoping for on Sunday, Pete? Ben, I'm hoping to get round, to be fair. I'm, I'm only here for the medals, smile and wave at the crowds. Uh, it's a great event. Uh, we've done, well, Julie's done every one so far. I've done about six or seven. Uh, so, yeah, the training's not gone well. Uh, it's been uh, lazy, basically. But you're now a retired gentleman, aren't you? What's the excuse? Well, people say you've got a lot of time to be retired, but I, I tend to fill mine with just stuff, really. So I, was, I had this big vision of being out to train all day, every day. But yeah, professional professional training but that's not happened then no. I, I have to say that so i've been let let myself down badly there but no we'll get around we're going to hopefully get round just under two fantastic like. and you definitely you're perhaps i was going to have you on the podcast in your own right I mean, you've done so many events all over the world can you just pick two highlights for us to, to recommend to our listeners that uh, you're going to do two events give us one cycling one running or i'd thrive. say or uh, the maratona in the dolomites in Italy, absolutely yes. spectacular hard very hard but beautiful uh as a cycling event and running uh one one to take boston marathon would be a highlight we had a bad time because it, it, was, it was hammering down the rain but an amazing place an amazing city so yeah boston marathon great stuff and uh Julie's boy Adam's running. On Adam's not, he's running. not running. No, no oh, okay. he's, he's not. Really, he's uh, okay. had a, a sort of uh, few injuries, etc. He's, he's not at his optimum. So when he wants to do it, he, he would He'll be sort well, of up, up, up be there, top there. five. I yeah. think. Anyone else you want to give a shout out to? Uh, John Lambert, if he turns <laughs> up. Uh, <laughs> He, he'll be at the head of the race or is it the back I get confused but John John if you're listening I uh, hope you do very well and I'll see you someday thanks Pete that's great right I'm going to move over to his good lady Julie now and uh, you, you're fresh in inverted commas from the London Marathon as well yeah, yeah. and tell us about that and, and what you're hoping for on Sunday Oh, London Marathon was fabulous. Um, I thought it might be a little bit toned down um, in these post-COVID times, but no, the crowds were out in force, the sun shone and uh, had a great day. My intention was just to get round after an injury put paid to a lot of the training. But um, I was really pleased that even with a bit of uh, walking, still got round in under four hours. 
Fantastic. And uh, one recommendation for you for an event apart from the Cambridge Half for people to do? <laughs> well, having done every Cambridge Half Marathon since its uh, inception, which I think is 10 years 10th now. one this year, yeah. Yeah. Um, I love London Marathon. Yeah. And having just done it two weeks ago, um, if you're going to do any marathon, do London. London's the one to do. Cycling-wise, I agree with Pete, the maratona, but um, we just enjoy cycling in uh, quiet places, away from the traffic, um, home and abroad. So um, Fantastic, yeah. and uh, they've both done very well on it because they're well over 30, both of them, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> in fine shape. Thanks, Julie. Good luck on Sunday. Thanks, Ben. Got last year's winner, Jonathan Escalante, helping with goodie bags here. So I'm going to catch him on the hop here. He's got a whole load of combatant cubs and scouts as well running around him. Can we have a big cheer, please, everyone? Yeah! Fantastic. And uh, that's what hopefully you'll be getting on Sunday, Jonathan, when you cross the finish line. Well, let's see, shall we? I'm sure there'll be plenty of good competition on the start line. Good, good. But you're warming up in the best possible way. Looking forward to Sunday? Absolutely. Weather looks great. Goodie bags look great. What more could you want? Exactly. That's brilliant. Any comments else you want to make about the race this year? Changing course is only minimal, so no, nothing hidden. You're pretty confident of just turning out, churning out a decent run? Yeah, I'm really looking forward to just... Being able to run around Cambridge on quiet roads, you don't get that very often. So it's it's pretty unique, especially when it's somewhere that you live and you know you sort of see it every day and seeing it in a different light with no cars and just a just people around sort of cheering you on. It's 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 a very special day. Fantastic, and uh, hopefully you'll be doing the double. And uh, if we can, we'll catch you after the race. Thanks, Jonathan. So we're now on the Saturday lunchtime, the day before the big race, but we've already had a race this morning, the Town and Gown 10K. I think about 1,300 finishes there, maybe slightly under, but it looked like a good race. Nice cool conditions. The sun's out again now for us. I think it'll be cool tomorrow as well. Great win there for Ian Williamson in the men's race. I haven't got the woman's name of the winner yet, but I think she did about 36 minutes. Ian did about 31.15, I believe. So fantastic running there. Everyone seems to have had a good time. 13,000 goodie bags have been filled by my good self and my wonderful team to whom I am eternally indebted. And we're looking forward to a, a good race tomorrow. Unfortunately, Jim, who we spoke to earlier, the security and safety officer, he's come down with the dreaded C COVID. So uh, he's been, uh, he can never be replaced, but we've had to accommodate his duties elsewhere. And I'm just looking around the event site now on this Saturday lunchtime and lots of people queuing to pick their packs up. 
we've got the merchandise store doing really well some really nice um hoodies and t-shirts there i think this year they're the best they've been probably but yeah it's almost like a, a race morning here um with people bustling about quite busy uh, i expect tomorrow it will be the same but a hundredfold so uh off to load some more cardboard and pallets now as is my want just a quick corrections corner for the town and gown 10k and williamson's winning time was 31 17 and the women's winner was hannah lord with time of 36 36 so it's now late saturday evening we've had our team briefing at jesus college and a very nice dinner and everyone's in a good mood Oh, looking forward to the morning, four o'clock start for many of us, others at five and so on, many going up to the park and ride to check that all runs smoothly and then the volunteers tent opening early as does the inquiries tent and by daylight, by the time we get to seven, seven thirty, people will start arriving on site and uh, it'll all get going. So fingers crossed for dry weather and a lovely day for everybody. There we go. So I'm here with Steve Saunders, a regular at this event. You must have done all 10, is that correct, Steve? Yeah, I think I've been here since the uh, very first one. Brilliant. It, it certainly uh, changed and got a little bit more slick. Um, yeah. Weather, I... obviously, because we're in COVID, we're here in October, and um, the weather's a lot nicer. 
It is actually. I don't think we'll be swapping to October, unfortunately, but uh, for future years, but it certainly is. And whereas I win the race every year because I'm doing the lead runner, you have the pleasure of uh, going at the other end of the theme, make things, don't you? How do you find that experience? For quite a while now, I've been the last uh, person on a bike uh, helping and um, encouraging some of the slower runners to complete the 13.1. And they've all had a story. Um, They're all here for a reason. And just because they're not at the front doesn't mean to say that we don't value them anymore or any less. Exactly. And what brings you back to all these events? Do you love being part of the team or is there more to it than that? It's obviously part of the team, you know. Um, Why else would you get up at four o'clock on a Sunday morning and handle cold, freezing barriers? Uh, Yeah, it's hard work. And the crew are here, the main crew are here from Thursday. Um, But... It's seeing people, and we're all like-minded people. We're all sports people in our own way, so we know what it takes to put an event on. And um, the camaraderie, is that the right word? (laughs) I think that's a bit of a mixture, yeah. Camaraderie, maybe. Camaraderie, yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah, it's... it's, And we have a few laughs as well, don't we? We certainly do have a few laughs. Like when you can't find your reading glasses and they're on your head. Thanks for that, Ben, that's great. (laughs) Okay. I'm going now to carry on moving sandwiches. Goodbye. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. You're an absolute star. Right, so we're here race morning, about an hour to the start, and there's been a nice group photo at the finish with lots of handsome men and lovely ladies as well, and I've been told their representative is here to talk to me. Who are you, sir, and tell us about what you're hoping from today. Well, I'm the elected representative. No, I'm, I'm, I'm Mark Shaleen. I'm from the Hitching Hares Running Club. Big, All the way from Big Hitching. Posse. Are you coming back scratching? Come, come back scratching if you're talking <laughs> to you. Yeah. We're uh, yeah, come over on the train. Very sustainable. Oh, going to do a bit good. of running and then bet the train back. And who's going to be your first finisher and last finisher? Who should be uh, first? Chris. Chris. Yeah. Chris, looking for what sort of time? Chris. Uh, one. Eighty-five. One. One twenty-five. Fantastic. And who's the real hero? The one at the back then. The real hero. It's going to be the uh, Jenny. Jenny. Jenny joined last minute. Jenny's, Jen, Jenny's having a banana, so she'll be all right. Super banana for <laughs> Have you got a time in mind, Jenny? Uh, just com- uh, finishing it, completing the race. Fantastic. First half marathon. Oh, wow. First timer. That's brilliant. Anyone done this event lots of times already? Last year, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So can we have a big cheer for Hitchin then? <laughs> <laughs> so it's an hour, in fact, less than an hour to go to the 
dark now and I'm in the volunteers tent with a one hour 45 pacer. Can you tell us your name, sir, and how you got involved with this? Uh, Tony Tarrant, um, been running for 15 or so years, um, run the, this event several times, wanting to put something back. So um, yeah, paced a few times now. Excellent. Are you a member of Cambridge and Coleridge or are you just uh, a local runner? I have run? been, no, just a local runner now. I run a couple of running groups, a Saturday group, a uh, long running group. And, oh, where's uh, that based? Wednesday. That's based from David Lloyd. Nice. Um, okay, yeah, yeah off so, Coldham's Lane. Yeah, yeah local yeah. then, fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So um, have you got, obviously you've got to try and keep your splits as even as possible. Do you think you've got that in your head, the pace yeah, you need to go? Yeah, it's how I used to run, actually. Um, so that's how I used to run my races, uh, a bit OCD, so I like to keep the... Uh, the, uh, the, the split's the same, um, but yeah, no, it's fine, I should be okay. Got my trusty Garmin. So, uh, and uh, does the, your pack there, does that, is that fairly comfortable? Or is absolute it? nightmare. I've had uh, some technical problems this morning, so brand new pack, and uh, one of the uh, straps had uh, come away, so we've um, done a bit of a Blue Peter job. Blue Peter job this morning to fix it, so hopefully it'll be okay. Uh, I don't think we've got any low bridges this time, so no, it'll be all no, right. I'll hit something, you can guarantee it. <laughs> Right, well, have a great race and enjoy Excellent. it. Yeah, thank, thank you very much. Thanks. Cheers. Sorry. So we're just over half an hour from the start, and I've come across a big group of people preparing to race, all in the same T-shirt with something to look forward to written on it. And I've got one of their organisers, I presume, here. Can you tell us who you are and what you're up to today? Yeah, so I'm Emily Beale. I'm the fundraising manager for something to look forward to. Um, and so we're a cancer support charity. We started out based in Cambridge, but we now provide gifts, essential items and experiences to those affected by cancer and cancer poverty all across the UK. Um, and so we have a team of 76 people, I believe, running today, wow. all raising money for um, people with cancer. Um, yeah, I think we're, we're set to raise nearly 30 grand for, with this event. So it's, it's going to be really, truly amazing. Really Fantastic. Is it your first time at Cambridge or have you been a few yeah, times. Yeah, it's our first time. Um, we were shocked with how many people we had interested. We thought it would be honestly like a team of 10 people, but yeah, we're planning on coming back next year because um, it's been really, really popular. And of course, only less than five months until next year. So, <laughs> yeah, well, good luck to all your runners. Have you got any super quick ones in the team? Oh, they all. <laughs> we don't know, okay, well, it's too busy here, but <laughs> it's good, it's, we're close to the start, but anyway, do you want to wish anyone in particular luck, any special people you want to mention? Yeah, I, I want to wish the team loads of luck, so Francesca, Andy and Molly are the team that I work with and they're all running it, and they're running in honour of our founder Fiona Cauldron, um, who founded the charity as a result of her own experience with cancer and sadly passed away in February this year. Um, and so the team in general is running in her memory, but I, I especially want to wish them luck. Uh, thank you ever so much. Hopefully that will provide extra motivation if it's needed. That's fantastic. Thank you ever so much. Thank you so much. Bye. Half an hour to go to the start. You can probably hear music pumping in the background for the race warm-up. We've even got some spectators already in place lining the barriers near the finish line. Looks busy. I think we're going to have a big turnout today. Uh, atmosphere is certainly building. We're pumping it up for the 2021 Cambridge Half Marathon. I jump the queue, I jump the queue, I jump the queue. 
Less than four minutes to the start now. I'm here in lead bike position with a new comrade this year, Felice, another Italian. He doesn't speak Italian, uh, but uh, he's a much younger blood than me, but we've got, we're not allowed bikes through King's College and we haven't got motorbikes, so we're doubling up this year. How are you feeling, Felice? Not too bad. A uh, bit nervous because they look fast, but I'm sure I keep up with them. Well, you've got an Italian bike. You've got a Bianchi there. It might not be this year's model, but I'm sure you'll get away. I'm sure you'll get away with that. Cheers, Felice. Okay, I'm at the turn into Garrett Hostel Lane. Go, Felice. Take them through. I'll see you at the other end. Here comes a leading group of three. We've got Tom Vickery. We've got Jonathan and another runner in blue. Group of three men leading, probably with a 20-second lead over the next little group. We're at the three-and-a-half-mile mark. So I'm at the 12-mile point, waiting for the first lady with Jonathan having done a great victory, and Tom Vickery in third place. Not sure who the second runner was. It was quite, quite a convincing win for Jonathan now. Waiting for the first lady to come into sight in 12 miles. Good atmosphere here, great atmosphere on King's Parade. Here we go. Right, I'm here with the third and second place ladies today. Both did fantastic races in my opinion. Let's see if they felt the same. So I'm gonna to go to Charlotte first, Charlotte East, third place. Was it 122 today? Yeah, how was that? Is that what you were expecting or did it exceed expectations? No, it actually exceeded expectations today. I felt much better than I was expecting to. Got to mile 10 feeling quite good, so managed to pick it up. So really happy. Was that a best, personal best for you? Yeah, by about two and a half minutes, so really pleased. And just tell us a bit about your general impression of the race, how you found it with the crowds and the city, the course. The crowds are amazing. In town, they're really, really good. Yeah, it was a nice course. Thought it was a good race today. Great, fantastic effort today. And um, we've got Claire here who's second in, I think, 1 hour 20 exactly, if I'm right. And uh, how was it for you? Yeah, really good, really enjoyed it. Um, I've never run here before. It's only my second half marathon ever, uh, so I was really pleased. Um, quite tough out about eight or nine miles when you come out of the city, but really great atmosphere coming back in. And the last few miles, I really needed the crowd. <laughs> Yeah, I think a bit of a tailwind maybe coming back. Not a lot, but a bit. So um, what's your normal speciality then if this is only your second half? Um, 10K, normally 10K cross country. So it's quite a long way for me today. Unknown territory, but... And you're a member of CNC. In fact, you both are. Yeah, and uh, done your club proud today. Well done. Do you, do you train with Mark Vile or any of those? Who do you train with? Um, so I actually joined CNC last summer in the middle of the lockdown um, when we moved house. So I've only joined um, Andy Palmer's group about three months ago. Um, had three months of running with him. Before that, I was training with Sarah Whiteman. So I've got, had a good foundation, um, but really come on in the last few months and uh, had a couple of races leading up to this, uh, which I think really helped me as well. Brilliant. So from both of you, I think we can look forward to perhaps even better things next year. Hopefully, it's only five months away. You can come back and do it. Yeah? Yeah? Fingers crossed, yeah. Five more months of training. Well, amazing race for both of you. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers. Bye. Thanks.
Just to confirm, the women's top three then, all local runners, I believe. In first place, we had Emma Hodson with a great run in one hour 17. She lived just down the river, I believe, and uh, she was very happy when I presented her with her prize. Uh, Didn't get a course record. She said she's not quite up to challenging Victoria Knight's record yet, but uh, who knows, maybe next year. And, of course, we just spoke to Claire Thigurd and... Charlotte East, who came second and third in 120 and 122, respectively. So, a great women's podium there today. Right, I'm here with Paul Veach. We're after the race now, so my voice is going a bit. I've been doing some commentating as well. Paul Veach, you were pacing. Can you tell us uh, what time you were pacing for and how it went out there today? I was pacing the 130 group. Um, we did the first mile about 16 seconds too quick, um, but fortunately a lot of them stayed with me. Um, after that, we evened out nicely. Um, but yeah, it's just really good, especially the bits coming through the town centre both ways. The crowd was absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah, had a good bunch of runners and uh, got, got quite a few across the line in PBs. All good. That's great. In fact, as I saw them coming across, there were a lot of very happy faces around the 130 paces. So that's, that's fantastic. And you yourself, I mean, you've been a runner a long time and a cyclist, I hear. Um, and you've done two marathons in the last few weeks. Is that right? Tell us about that. Uh, I did the London Marathon two weeks ago. It was on my 50th birthday, so I wasn't going to miss that. And then, um, yeah, Manchester was a week after. Uh, so I did that. Uh, that was hard work. So, and then uh, a half this week, but pacing 1.30. So, yeah, that was a, an enjoyable way to come down from two marathons. Well, I think that's a great achievement. After doing a 2.53 at London and then Manchester, what did you do there? That was a bit uh, slow, I take was, it. That was 2.58, but I uh, had to work wow. a bit harder for that 2.58 as well. And then to come here and be able to pace at 1.30, that shows uh, those 50-year-old legs uh, really should be classified as 25, I think. <laughs> uh, anyone else you know doing the race that you want to give a shout-out uh, to or anything? My partner, Ruth, uh, she's doing it. She was off about 9.58, so she should be coming in quite soon. Um, yeah, and loads of CNC vests. It was good to see at the local race, yeah. And less than five months to the next one, are we going to see you pacing again or racing? I'll be pacing if you have me. Of course we will. Thanks, Paul. Great to talk to you. Great, thanks. I'm here with Callum Bone-Jones, second man today. He's had to tell me where he was from, which is the Bure Valley Club, yeah? Can you tell us a bit more about that and what brought you to Cambridge today? Uh, well, I've been training long-term, sort of, anything you can this year, really. You know, it's, it's been a weird couple of years. Um, half marathon to finish off the rest of the summer season you know and get into what, what's your training. main thing then what's your is uh, it half 5k marathon? 10k's usually at the minute a track sort of is what i'm sticking with future maybe 
go to a bigger distance, but it's just sort of an end of, end of summer roundup run, really. Brilliant. How did the race go today? So you were in a pack of three at the start, is that right? Yeah, well, three went off at the start, and I sat, or four, I believe, and I sat back at my own pace, slowly wheeled them in, and then sort of sat with three of them, and then one, obviously, Jonathan flew off as usual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I sat there with two others, but slowly managed to knock them away as, as the race okay, went on. So, yeah. so, what point were you confident of second place? Uh, sort of eight, nine mile. I felt felt very good. Started to pick it up and sort of dropped, dropped the other two as we went along as well. Yeah, and did you find it a fast final couple of miles in that straight with a bit of tailwind, tiny bit? Uh, I felt it was fast with the crowd, definitely through the, through the centre. But it's my first ever half marathon, so the last couple of miles <laughs> were very tough. I think about the crowd then I would have struggled a bit more. Brilliant stuff. Uh, you look a fairly young chap. Do you mind telling us how old you are? Yeah, I was 21 in August. So. Amazing. That's great to hear. So one for the future there. Thanks, Callum. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Just to run through the men's podium then, in third place, Tom Vickery, former triathlete, or maybe still is a triathlete, actually. <laughs> um, great run from him. He said he tried his best to trip up the others so that he could get the win, but that didn't come off. But a great third place, all the same, in one hour, nine minutes. We spoke to Callum Bone-Jones. He was second in 108. And our winner, Jonathan Escalante Philip, twice a guest on this podcast and famous for his goodie bag helping as much as for his race winning. He did one hour, six minutes and 17 seconds. Congratulations to all three of those. A little update on our goodie baggers and how they got on. So Pete and Julie Buckingham, they did a time of one fifty one, and they were just beaten by their friend John Lambert, who they uh, were joking about in the interview. Um, Alison Dowsett, she did well just outside the two hours, as were Janice and Steve Purr. So very slight disappointment there, but they both, given their preparation, did extremely well. And congratulations to all of them. They'll be back in March, I hope, with uh, faster legs. The back end of the field is just as important as the front. And you can hear now the cheers for some of the slower runners as we get towards the two and a half hour mark. Great to see these people. They're not moving that fast, but all shapes and sizes. And they're coming in the last few hundred yards now. They're looking happy. The music's still playing, but we're now at 2.20 in the afternoon. The last runner is not quite finished yet. There we are, five hours nearly after the start. And, uh, well, the last runner probably started at quarter past ten, but still not home. But the site is gradually emptying, and, of course, the big pack-down is just beginning. 
And the last finisher has just crossed the line at 2.45 p.m. TTP Cambridge Half Marathon is officially over. So I'm here at 2.45 p.m. with our wonderful last two finishes. I, I reckon they could go around again. What, oh, yeah. what do you think to that? Yeah, love to, love to. Can Please. you tell us your names and what brought you to the half marathon today? Uh, so I'm Abigail and I'm uh, running on behalf of a charity, local charity arts one called Rowan. Fantastic. What, so what do they raise money for? for? Uh, so raising money for adults with learning disabilities, uh, working in the arts, um, in the charity in Cambridge. Brilliant, and your friend here, who I believe you met at the Seven Mile Mark. Yes, yes, I'm Julie, Hi, Julie, and I'm raising money for Alzheimer's Research UK. Wonderful. And I thought I'll do this because I'm a bit crazy, and <laughs> uh, so I raised a little bit of money. Brilliant, because of course uh, you, had, did you, do, you didn't do the 10K yesterday as well, did you? I did that a was 10K, uh, <laughs> I did a 10K this walk. Way. Brilliant. Uh, two weeks ago. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I thought I wanted to give myself a challenge. Uh, and so, you have, and you've come through it, and, you, um, and you're famous yeah, because um, you've come in at the end. And I wasn't even supposed to have been here because um, injury. Right. Uh, but be, I was told not to do it because of a uh, medical issue on my spine. Right. So I thought, let's walk it, and let's do it. And you've done it. And we've done Fantastic. it. And you're about to enter the finished tent now to collect your very well-deserved yes. medal. So well done, both of you. Thank Fantastic. You. Well done. Well, I'm here with Steve Paley, who's one of the great genius minds behind this event. <laughs> and uh, he's sort of smirked because I said that from behind his sunglasses. There's no genius around here, Ben. <laughs> so we're on the Monday after the event. How was it this year? How did it compare to other years? And what do you love about Cambridge, Steve? Oh, th this year's been, uh, been amazing with uh, obviously everything that's gone on this last year. Um, like we've, It's 18 months since we've been here. And it just uh, it just felt like stuff was almost back to normal. I know there was still things which we had to do at the event from a COVID point of view, but the the spectators, the atmosphere around the course um, was just it was just like how it used to be, um, like a couple of few years ago. And yeah, it was really electric. It was a real good buzz about the whole thing, especially in the city centre where I was pretty much all day. And you've been to every event, and obviously you must be getting to feel like Cambridge is almost a second home. What, what do you think the city offers that maybe some of the other events, which are in stately homes and the like, maybe don't? I, I actually quite like the bit that's because we are in the city. Um, like we we actually have just had an amazing sandwich <laughs> for lunch today. It's uh, Aroma if you want to sponsor next year's race. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, like like Monday is uh, is Adam. Uh, he's the race director. 
it's like Adam's special sandwich day. He <laughs> pops off into city centre and he comes back with an amazing sandwich. And uh, yeah, all over that. Love it. <laughs> Brilliant. And of course, your wife Liz is involved with running the volunteers. And looking forward to coming back in March when it'll probably be a bit cooler, but we'll perhaps be even more back to normal. Who knows? Yeah, Ben, make sure you bring a cake because it is actually on my birthday next year. 6th oh. of March, bring a cake. We will do. Thanks, Steve. You're brilliant. It's Monday the 18th and the site is gradually disappearing to the ground. The horizon is expanding and I'm here with Adam Moffat, race director again. We said we'd reunite on the Monday after the race and give a quick appraisal of how it's went. Obviously, still a few little odds and ends to tie up, but let's have general impressions. I think it was a real good and perhaps 10 out of 10 for the 10th edition. What do you think, Adam? Yeah, mate, it was a really good one. So, uh, perfect weather conditions. Uh, runners seem to have a really good time. As I said right at the start on our previous one, great build and we're now getting a sort of good takeout. So, hopefully the common will be all clear by tomorrow and, uh, yeah, we move on. Indeed we do. And, in fact, it's your next event next year, isn't it? So, March the 6th, as I said earlier, less than five months away. Um, if people want to enter, what do they do at this point? Yeah, so back-to-back Cambridges. That's going to feel uh, a bit strange, but uh, all good. So uh, really important to pre-register. So uh, on our website, it says pre-register for 2022. Pop your details in there, and then we'll be in touch when we open up next month. Amazing, and my thanks, and I think thanks to all the runners and everyone, to Adam and his team as well. Oh, it's really kind. Thanks, Ben. Uh, see you soon. <laughs> Well, I hope you enjoyed that little tribute to the Cambridge Half Marathon. If you liked it, please go back to some former episodes. We've got interviews with some of the people mentioned in there, including Jonathan Escalante Phillips, the winner of yesterday's race. He's done a couple of episodes with us. We've also got Ian Williamson, we've got Dom Halbert, various other people who've um, been mentioned during the podcast here. Find us on Instagram and on Facebook, Cambridge Endurance Sports Podcast. And we'll be back soon with another episode. I hope everyone enjoyed the race and I apologise for the sound quality on some of the segments. uh, But hopefully you got a flavour of what it's all about. And we will welcome you again on Midsummer Common in a few months' time. Until then, keep enduring.
Yeah. 